<laughs> Who knows? I. Welcome to the WrestleZone! Yes, yeah. The... I'm Jerry Palapal. That's me, Des Bruno. And we are our mascot, Keaton Kitten Man. He is not happy I touched his head just now. Uh, and we're here to talk of wrestling and wrestling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nothing else. We got A sides, we got B sides. They're both wrestling. <laughs> Double A side. <laughs> the Arn Anderson. Anderson side. Uh, yeah, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, like many of the people who watch on TV, on, on, on a good streak of working out, so feeling pretty good about it. Sweet, me too. Yeah, I um, yeah, we took a break uh, for Thanksgiving, and also because the weather was bad, mm-hmm. and now we're back, and uh, the the wrestling gods have graced us with a pay per view on Sunday that uh, they sure did put together. Yeah, they were just like, hey, uh, what would happen if we got in touch with the Russell Down and asked them to book the card? <laughs> yeah, and we were just like, well. We could, or we could buy the four Alien movies that are out yes. for $8 a piece. Yes, Alien. What am I trying to type? I'm trying to type WWE TLC 2019, because that's the year it is. Which is to say, sorry, Russell Downers, but we decided <laughs> to watch movies instead of book yeah. a WWE pay-per-view. Listen, I have been watching a lot of Shit's Creek, and <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot like pro wrestling in the sense that they their people who talk, and sometimes they're dumb. All right. The, I mean, what I think of is the legendary feud between Eugene Levy's <laughs> left and right eyebrow. <laughs> Will they settle it on his forehead? There are five seasons, and I'm in the middle of two. So Dang. we'll see. Um, yeah, my half-sister was very into it and got me into it, and I finally decided to watch it. Cool. In between Supergirl. Um, so yeah, we, we're, let's preview what WWE's thrown together, and I cannot uh, use that... Uh, descriptor enough yeah. for this pay-per-view. Um, what was Survivor Series, like two weeks ago? About that, yeah. Two weeks ago, yeah. So, uh, And in, on this Sunday, we got TLC, the, the, um, the pay-per-view that is about tables, ladders, and chairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the last match at the bottom of this uh, card, which I'm sure won't be the last ma- the, the first match. Uh, because this feud has been going on for longer than we've been alive, uh, <laughs> and has resulted in zero wrestling matches it's, yeah. somehow. Uh, the, it, you got Rusev versus Bobby Lashley in a tables match. Um, the story here is that Bobby Lashley and Lana uh, have been have been uh, in coitus for. <laughs> Roughly eight to twelve years, it feels like. Um, yeah, and they've been real obnoxious about it while Lana is still married to Rusev, and it's just been them coming out and being like, "Look what we're doing with our genitals," and Rusev being like, "That isn't nice to me," and then I have a ring on you, you genitals, good knee. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, and it's maddening, but now it's finally happening, I assume. <laughs> They're advertising it, but they advertised it before at, at Starcade. So who's to say? Who's to say what's really going to happen at any given time? Who's to say what's real? <laughs> Frankly, this one's breaking the fourth, fifth, and sixth walls, all of which are questioning of just, it's a tables match, so I feel like Lana at some point is either going to go through a table or have some kind of like shenanigans involved where like, I don't know, a piece of wood hits her, whatever. Yeah. Um, 
the strangest thing about modern, well, not the strangest thing, one of the very strange things about modern professional wrestling is that whenever these videos from Raw get posted in, like, cliplets, where it's just Rusev and Lashley's program, mm-hmm. they get tons of views. Yep. People like looking at this. Yes, people like watching this. Ugh! So, I, I imagine, I imagine it's like... 30 to 40 guys were into, like, cuckold porn. Right. But, like, they're at work, and they just need to watch something that, enter, that you know, gets their, their rocks off, but is safe for work at the same time. Fair enough. And I think it's just them looping this one clip over and over again 30 million times. I mean, Paul Heyman's always been hailed as, like, an innovator and creative genius. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he somehow found a way through, like, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of computers to, like, route through unique IP servers to just watch these videos <laughs> after they go up and he's just like yeah it's work I, it's it's working goddammit in his best Vince McMahon voice yeah so yeah this the match itself is just going to be loony because like it it's a tables match right. so Rusev and Lashley they're both powerhouses that's their move set that's their mm-hmm. style Rusev is super charismatic Bobby Lashley uh, inhales and exhales so <laughs> You get to tell the story through the physicality, which they will. I just, I, I wish there were more on the line, but they already got divorced on Monday. Rusev <laughs> 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 and Lana, so like there are there's no stakes. <laughs> this is just about. I mean, each it's other. a grudge match, and I think that's fine. Um, it kind of at this point, it it has to deliver. Yeah, like it has to be good, and I think it can be. I think Rusev and Bobby Lashley are very good. Imagine if this was not the last match that they had and this thing just kept going on until, like, Mania. If for no other reason than a man named Dolph Ziggler draws breath, it, it could continue in terms of how much they love to run stuff back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see. Um, I think it could be good. It's just, like, this feud watching it um, week to week has been real bad. Yeah. So, best of luck uh, to the newly divorcees. Uh, <laughs> and their, their divorce was hosted by Jerry Lawler, as every divorce should be. Ugh. A tip uh, of the Lashley to you. Yes. Uh, but they also set up the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kairi Sane, versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in a tables, ladders, and chairs match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. This feud has been good. Yeah. It... It's been good because it's led to this match. I'm, I'm gonna say that, like, the booking's been confusing of just, like, Charlotte Flair getting, a, uh, like, all up in her head of just like, I can beat the tag team champions, and then didn't. <laughs> yeah. And then Becky Lynch being like, I could beat the tag team champions, and did, by disqualification. Right. So, I mean, they're, they're two individually great performers that are gonna work well together because they're two of the four horsewomen, mm-hmm. and holy shit, that's the Kabuki Warriors, so this yes. match is gonna be excellent. Yeah, we've already seen Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Asuka in a tables, ladders, and chair match last year, yep. and it was excellent. Um, so this one should also be good, given the time. Um, and I think, I mean, I've liked this feud just because... As nonsensical as it is for Charlotte to just be suddenly like, I can, I can be a tag team on my own, on my own. It fits her character. Yeah. Uh, and all, and from from Becky's side, she got sprayed in the face with mist, and nobody likes being sprayed in the face with mist. So uh, she's out for revenge against Oscar, and this has, as we were talking about before the show started, Oscar and Kyrie Sane hit Becky with a table and chairs. So, the match had to happen this way. That's true. If they hadn't done that, it would have been a regular tag team match, and maybe they'd be in a little bit less danger. 
mild racist, uh, racial implications because uh, Asuka spit green mist in Becky's face, and Becky, Irish. So, fighting <laughs> for the pride of her country. <laughs> the Irish car bomb pun? Here. Um, <laughs> I am lazy. Um... But then they also threw together Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. I don't know why this match is happening. I haven't been watching oh, close enough. I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, when you were growing up and you had kids on the playground and you were just like, hey, guys, after school, do you want to play Ding Dong Ditch? Yeah. Buddy Murphy knocked on Alistair Black's door and <laughs> well, left. <laughs> Oh no! Is that really the reason? Yeah. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> well, it's. I hate to blame the victim here. Right. But Alistair's door is the only one that exists backstage. Uh, there's just no other door. If you're gonna be backstage, have nothing to do, be bored. Uh, you're gonna ding dong ditch Alistair Black's door, especially if he's the only one in the locker room, locking himself in a closet and talk and with a camera. Uh, depriving the production of a whole camera that they could use to not miss moves during Becky Lynch and uh, the Kabuki Warriors. Correct. So, I mean, which, honestly, if you let your imagination run wild, which I often do, that's the only ding-dong ditcher that we've seen on camera is Buddy Murphy. Mm -hmm. Imagine if Aleister Black is insane. Because <laughs> people keep doing this, but the first person he figured out was doing it, or at least cop to it, was Buddy Murphy. Yeah, it was the first person he got. Poor Buddy Murphy just keeps getting caught for things that... <laughs> first it was uh, almost murdering Roman Reigns, yep. and how that turned out, and now it's, you know, he's just trouble, man. Yeah. It's these 205 Live guys, without, you know, without the structure of that show, they're just rabble-rousing and running around being hoodlums imagine if that was the conceit for 205 live <laughs> like they, they put the title on tjp because he was the most rowdy and everyone else they were just like put the purple ropes up or else they're gonna wander around and cause hijinks well let's look at the notable uh cruiserweight champions tjp yep neville yep uh enzo, enzo. yeah it's all trouble everyone on, everyone on true five live fucking trouble. Leo Rush? Yep. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, Leo seems to have adjusted. He's a family man now. Yeah. Um, on NXT. And let's see, so... But they're not on this show. Yeah. Uh, Bray... Just, oh, I'm sorry. We just say, like, the, the Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy match, like, these are two guys who are excellent in ring, mm -hmm. and this is such a lightly booked show yeah. that if they give them 15 to 20 minutes, this could be the best match of the night. Absolutely, yeah. This is, uh... Let's see. They've got six matches so far. I, I feel like there's a chance that Alistair and Buddy could get bumped down to the pre-show. Mm. But six matches on a, let's say, three hours of pay-per-view time, maybe three and a half. That's plenty of time for everybody. So I hope that we get, like, a match of the year contender out of them. Yeah. Well, probably at least get a very underrated match that people will forget and then go back a few years later and be like, ah, that was fucking awesome. Man, Buddy Murphy, three-time WWE champion, fought Aleister Black. <laughs> Two-time Universal champion? Oh, we have dreams. And speaking of dreams, The Miz was living the dream life until Bray Wyatt came and made it a nightmare. You better wipe the sand from your eyes because that that dream of a segue brings us to Bray Wyatt versus The Miz. Yeah, um, uh, I've been keeping up with Raw, but I haven't watched SmackDown 
probably since it debuted on Fox, like, and on a full episode at least. This came together last Friday. Yes, I've, I've, I've noticed that. But uh, so has Daniel Bryan been on at all since he lost to the Fiend? Yes, he was okay. dragged into the ring, which is happened. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. And so he hasn't been since then. He hasn't been seen. Nope. So this is just Bray Wyatt pivoting and taking on Daniel Bryan's nearest enemy. Uh, the bizarro version of him. Yes, yeah. So he's taken on the opposite, and he's threatening the Miz's family, and beating up the Miz even as he's not the Fiend, and now they're gonna fight, and I think Daniel Bryan got the platonic best Fiend match we're gonna get, Yep. so we'll see if uh, Miz can do any better. Maybe it'll be Bray Wyatt not as the Fiend against the Miz this time. Oh, wow. I hadn't even considered that. Yeah. um, I only just thought of it just now thinking about how Bray Wyatt attacked him as, like, Bray Wyatt. You should be on the WWE creative team. Uh, I would not want that. That sounds like a nightmare. All right. (laughs) If nothing else, it puts a different spin on the Bray Wyatt personage, and and it it means no more red lights, at least for a night. Great. Yeah. Um, As far as if we get, like, regular Fiend versus Miz... Miz shows up with a lunch pail every show, does his best, Mm -hmm. does what's asked from him. He's not winning the title, and I don't even think this is booked as a title match. Um, Right now, it's listed as a singles match. We'll see. We've got one SmackDown to go before TLC on it, so, you know, they could change that on Friday. Right. So, I I would think that they would put the stakes on it in that sense, but even if they don't... um, this just fe- this feels like a way to get back to Daniel Bryan, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, it seems like it's just the stopgap for like maybe Daniel Bryan makes a surprise return, either helping Bray Wyatt or drop kicking him into hell. Um, yeah, I mean, if we're all about like special effects and spooky things, I would love for Maurice to run into the ring mm-hmm. um, and take off her face and reveal it's Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> Miz has been in love with Daniel Bryan the whole time. They have go, kids. Go back and rewatch Miz and Mrs. And just shut her at the off. <laughs> <laughs> the implications. Uh, which, of course, is going to lead to the mania reveal that Brie Bella is the best. Uh, well, of course. Right. So then the next match they got was another one that was kind of thrown together. The New Day versus The Revival. So for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. If you heard that very light pass <laughs> that's because that's the amount of momentum going into this um, yeah i mean it's gonna be great yeah provided they give it enough time but there is definitely not really any story to this not at all the revival won a four-way on friday like a lot of stuff because it's only been two weeks of build has just yeah. kind of been like consequences bang result right so it's kind of just like to give them like a, a, a little bit of shine since they lost the titles right before survivor series yep so it should be great, though. Kofi's in it. Big E's in it. I mean, it's the best athletic in-ring version of the New Day, arguably. Um, I don't know if Xavier Woods has ever been given a long platform to show everything that he's capable of. But he's he's, he's underrated. Yeah. It's kind of partially just because they throw a lot more. Uh, Big E's more noticeable, and Kofi's just been around for forever and is, you know, the they're more established than Xavier as a wrestler. And height-wise, they're more, they fit more like the WWE's True. idea. So, yeah, I mean, they're together, they're the champions. You can't really go wrong with really any combination the New Day. The mm-hmm. Revival are great, they're solid in ring. Part of me, like, part of my heart still burns that, like, they didn't build anything off of Dash Wilder uh, defending the honor of Red Heart yeah. at the Hall of Fame ceremony, mm-hmm. which, it, it is a tasteful way to not kind of 
make a real twist a real life event into kayfabe wrestling stuff. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, it, there's, there's not really a lot to the character of the revival aside from them just spouting their own catchphrases. Right. They're but, they're very much like the OC in that sense. Yeah. Which is kind of true of most WWE wrestlers. Mm. Uh, speaking of, the big dog, Roman Reigns, is taking on King Kerr. That is not... Dennis is rubbing his arm uh, to I'm charge up... I'm up a Superman punch. Yeah, he's, he's getting ready to Superman punch something. Um, hopefully no one in this room. But uh, he's got Roman... Pow! Oh, no! <laughs> My AJ Styles Funko Pop. He didn't want none, but he got none. <laughs> he got too much. <laughs> That's significantly more than none. I hit him so hard it went back to none. Yeah. Um, Roman Reigns is fighting King Baron Corbin in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Uh, this one has had build. Yep. Uh, and it's been built around King Corbin uh, taking the Roman Reigns' big dog moniker uh, literally. So literally. He Which is, is yeah. very in character because he won the King of the Ring and suddenly became a king just by... Mental fortitude, I guess, as happens when you win the King of the Ring, you become a king of, I guess, the ring. Yeah, and the, the ring itself, the arena, the fans. So it would make sense that he would see someone called the Big Dog and be like, oh yes, that is a dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> By royal and, decree. And cover him in dog food and such. Oh man, I mean, in universe logic, his kingliness, his insanity of just, <laughs> I've said it so it's true, Literally transformed Chad Gable into Shorty G. Yeah. Maybe Barry Corbin is a magic man. If he in wins the, this in, match. In the Adventure Time sense. Does Roman Reigns turn into a literal dog? We can only hope. Oh, God, I'm rooting for Corbin then. Yeah, I mean, listen, Moxley, or Dean Ambrose has left and become John Moxley and redefined himself. Is right. kind of a Stone Cold Steve Austin badass. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins, freshly turned heel aligned himself with AOP, yep. so he's redefined his character. Roman Reigns, where's he gonna turn? He's gotta double down on that double dogness. He's got a quadruple dog. <laughs> and become the biggest dog. Can you imagine at a beach or baseball park and you are so hungry that you're just like, I don't even care which direction it comes from, I just need a hot dog and in comes flying a, a quad dog? Yeah. Oh boy. And it's Superman punches you in the face. <laughs> Your hunger. And then it spears you in their stomach. Um, yeah, these are things hot dogs do. Yeah. That's that's what Roman Reigns has to be. If Roman Reigns was a hot dog, he'd be the most over face in the company. <laughs> <laughs> Bold statement. I think so. People love hot dogs. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this match. Not the most, but it should be good. I think Reigns and Corbin work well together. Yep. And Corbin's been on kind of a hot streak ever since he lost the GM ship. Yeah. So. He commits fully to whatever character he's given. Yeah. And now that he's not, like, basically, we got the the absolute worst version of Corbin already this year, which was him during, like, the lead up to stomping grounds and stuff where he was just insufferable and everywhere and cutting promos and just mm -hmm. part of everything. This is best version of him. Yes. And Roman Reigns is pretty much always good. He, he's he been every so often saddled with the things that used to make him insufferable. Mm -hmm. Just like the, the John Cena-esque, like, poopy fart type of promo. But, like, the, when we last left our hero, he was chained to a pole and covered in dog food. So right. there's a little bit of sympathy for him. Yeah. No one wants to be covered in dog food. Not, nope. We, Keaton, would you? Yeah. Keaton heard us talking about a big dog, and he jumped onto Dennis's lap to make sure that Dennis is okay. 
because that's the kind of guy our little buddy is. Yeah. Right, bud? He'll fend off the bad dogs. Yeah. Be like, hey, you stop, and then I'll boop the dog on the nose, and then the dog will stop mid-Superman punch <laughs> <laughs> and run away. Uh, hopefully that's how this match ends. Uh, <laughs> not really. I, I, we just said that we were uh, rooting for Ro Roman Reigns. No, wait, we were saying we were rooting for Co Corbin. I forget things from 30 seconds ago. Jerry is a wild card. <laughs> Very much like Sami Zayn. You don't know where he's going to go or where he's going to pop up next. Yeah. Maybe he'll be managing Mojo Raleigh next. He's a manager, I guess. Yep. Um, it's, I mean, I, I think I saw Brandon Stroud tweet that it makes him sad to see Sami Zayn as like a, a manager, but he just come back from like double shoulder surgery. Right. So if he's like, if this is him quietly transitioning into being a manager, I'm kind of fine with it. That's the thing, is that, like, there are certain wrestlers that are either snake bit or just recently coming back from injury that they're not always on or doing something necessarily super important, but, mm -hmm. like, it keeps them healthy. Like, Alexa Bliss just got back and suffered a debilitating removal of her fake eyelash on Friday. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably why she's not on the card so far. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, like, is that Friday? Uh, they could establish more stuff. They could just announce stuff online like they do sometimes. Yep. Probably sh should be noted that a lot of the past couple Raws have been focused on Seth Rollins turning heel on Kevin Owens. Right. They're not on the card, supposedly. Well, in kayfabe, because Kevin Owens was attacked a bunch. And supposedly it might be because Rollins is not cleared for action because he broke his finger or something like that. So Interesting. Yeah, that's what I read. And whether it's true or not, it's still not listed on the card. But it has been a thing that they have been building towards and haven't done shit with. So... We'll see. Yeah. Who knows what this pay-per-view will be. I think it's going to be a good one, though. These, like, we just threw everybody into a pool and gave them some time kind of pay-per-views tend to be really good. Blah, blah, blah. It's just hard to watch week to week. Yeah. Historically, I mean, TLC, I feel like, has been the pay-per-view where a lot of people get, like, suddenly injured or sick, and then mm. what they end up putting together on short notice ends up being very good. I think that's exactly how it led to AJ Styles versus Finn Balor a few years ago at a TLC because it was going to be the personification of Sister Abigail versus uh, the demon yep. and instead it, it led to that so the night itself is going to be better than um, what's been advertised because when WWE gets out of its own way creatively convolutedly they produce excellent in-ring stuff so it's almost definitely what we're going to get yep I was just looking at um, last year's TLC pay-per-view and it was from what I can remember of these matches, pretty good. I definitely remember the main event of Asuka beating Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair uh, in a table slash and shares match. Which that was, was excellent. Yes. Was that Ambrose Rollins one the one that fucking sucked? Yep. Okay. So, I mean, you can't win them all. I remember liking Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, but I think that was the one with the bullshit ending, right? I feel like this is that, or no, I was going to say that's when Rowan showed up, but Rowan showed up at the Rumble. Oh, okay, um, yeah, so this was the good one. Yeah. Where he, yeah, with the roll-up. Okay. That's the one. Yeah, so yeah, they, sometimes they just get out of their way, and it winds up being pretty good. Yeah. And hopefully that's what they do this time. Should be noted that last year had 12 matches on the TLC card. Right now we are at half that. So they're bound to announce something on uh, a SmackDown. I mean, people were complaining that Mania was too long, so they were just like, fuck yeah. it, we'll make the card half the size. Yeah. What you guys want? Yeah. I mean, I guess everybody did just get a pay-per-view bonus, like, two weeks ago. Yep. Survivor Series. They just paid, like, 50 wrestlers pay-per-view pay. So, yeah. TLC, Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. We'll see how that turns out. The other, the full card that we got 
for farther out somehow for our segment mania. Segment mania. Tokyo Dome. This guy. Those Japanese, Keaton. I mean, or well, it was broken Japanese, but it was Japanese. Arigato gozaki. Yeah, that is not how those phrases work. Kita on us. I have learned enough Japanese to know that. Uh, Ichiban, but... <laughs> Stop! <laughs> <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling's biggest show of the year is taking place on January 4th and January 5th. Yep. They're doing two shows because... Uh, I guess it's because it falls on a weekend this mm. year, which is awesome. We got uh, the, the full match cards for both shows this week, and they look phenomenal, I think. you agree? Mm. I'm very excited. I was watching the end of uh, World Tag League, and I've been catching a lot of World Tag League mm. leading up to the end, and the announcements are super exciting, especially if you are a Lance Archer fan. Yes. Oh, yeah. I should watch the, the Tag League finals. Missed out on... The entirety of the tag league, because I don't care about them. <laughs> they, they really do just seem like they're just throwing a bunch of people together and sending them out there for matches, and that's fine. But Stardom and NXT were doing interesting things, and I've been enjoying AEW, so only so much time. Also, still binging Terrace House. Uh, <laughs> it's a packed media schedule. It will, Terrace House will eat my life, and I just bought those fucking Alien movies. And I watched some Godzilla movies this week. Jesus Christ! It's I now that I don't do comedy, I got a lot of free time. There you go. I learned. I taught myself how to code. Hey! Uh, I've been doing that at work, and it's been crazy. But yes, for Wrestle Kingdom, we got first match on the card is Jushin Thunder Liger Retirement Match One. It's Tiger Mask, Great Sasuke, Tatsumi Fujinami, and Jushin Thunder Liger with El Samurai uh, versus. Rizuki Taguchi, uh, Tatsuhito Takaiwa, Shinjiro Otani, and Nako Sato with uh, Kuniaki Kobayashi. It's a lot of older wrestlers from Liger's uh, generation, essentially, yep. uh, coming together for a four-on-four tag. It should be pretty good. Yeah, this is exactly how I'm of the mind that, like, if you're an older wrestler and you're known and you're not necessarily, like, mobile and in shape, this is the best use of anybody like that. Of just, they'll yes. get in, they'll get their stuff in. Liger, oh, I, I, like, I respect so much uh, Japanese pro wrestling's approach to farewell matches because mm-hmm. it's not choreographed that, like, Liger's gonna do this, that, or the other thing. He's not guaranteed to win. He's not guaranteed to have a standoff with this person. Yeah. I, I genuinely don't know what's gonna happen with this. That makes it exciting, but also it's gonna be, like, a perfect way to open the card, I'm assuming, if this is first. They usually stick with whatever the order they announced was, so this should be the first match on the card. Yeah, yeah it... I mean, out of the names here, I think Liger, Sasuke, and Taguchi are the ones that are, like, in the best shape mm-hmm. that I know of. So it should be interesting, and I think it you keep it to like a 10-minute match where everyone gets their shit in, very exciting, yep. very good. Yeah, not much to say about this, but it should be just a fun, exciting one. I will edit this out. Um, <laughs> it's it's just nice to have Liger in there with like all these old uh, all these guys who were contemporaries to him. Yeah. Yeah, so nice way to start things off, uh, a nod to the past, and then we got 
Lij versus Suzuki Goon. Um, Suzuki Goon in a four, in their own four on four match with Bushi, Shingo, uh, Evil, and Sonata on one side versus El Desperado, Taichi, Minoru Suzuki, and Zack Saber Jr. on the other side. Mm. It's at least partially a preview of the uh, RPW British Championship match for the night after with uh, Sonata and Zack Saber Jr. Yeah. But it's a way to get you know these two factions involved. They otherwise, I don't think have too much going on. I honestly, I look at this and I think, wow, Bushi got on. Because um, <laughs> everybody else seems like they've had tons of like notable moments this year. Like Shingo was in the mm-hmm. Best of the Super Junior and finals. And the G1. And the G1. Yep. He debuted there. El Desperado came back from injury. Taichi's been doing some of the best work of his heavyweight singles career. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that it doesn't seem like Evil and Minoru Suzuki have a ton going into Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, that's true. But Minoru also had that excellent match with Liger. Yeah, and... he had one of the highlight feuds of the year with Liger. True. And Evil, I feel like, is one of those guys, like, I personally give him, just like, you can heat him up whenever you want. Yeah, he'll break out whenever. He's always hot around the G1. Right. And he's usually good for a couple uh, title match shots like, throughout the year. Yeah. So I think tag match is right for a lot of these guys. It is, and I feel like pace-wise, this is a good way to kind of continue to heat the crowd up. I feel like the first one's going to be more measured. This one will probably be more fast-paced, if if not more hard-hitting. Yep. And that's pretty much good feeder for the match that follows directly after. We got some Bullet Club fans (laughs) in the background. Some Bullet Club fans are driving past my apartment, and they're very mad. Then we got another 4-on-4 with Chaos versus Bullet Club. Uh, Yoshihashi, Toriyano, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto. Uh, representing Chaos and the Bullet Club team uh, being Chase Owens, Taka- Yujiro Takahashi, Bad Luck Fale, and Kenta. Another one should be good. All these mixed tags, I think, when you when they open the shows up with them, are usually good, not really memorable. Mm. Just a good way to get everybody in there. And it's like, it's like the host of a comedy show. They're just there to teach you just to remind you what wrestling is like. Right. Just to be like, okay, this is the kind of thing you're going to see, and then we're going to get into the stories once you're warmed up a little bit. Yeah. And, I mean, it, because it's a uh, weekend event, Wrestle Kingdom this mm-hmm. year, as opposed to the other ones, they're not just overloading you with title matches. So, right. in the prior match, you get Zack Sabre Jr., the RPW heavyweight champ. He's not defending it. In this one, you get Kenta, the open weight, never open weight ch- uh, champ. Mm-hmm. So, both of those will get defended the next night. You don't get overloaded on all these gold matches because, oh, goodness, the fans hate that. (laughs) I mean, they have to split them up over two nights, so giving everybody a little bit of a break, like getting them on the show, but then minimizing their ring time, not the worst idea. It's true. And the next match on the card is our first title match of the two shows. The IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships will be on the line with the Grills of Destiny, the champions. Tomatonga, Tongaloa, versus Finn Juice, uh, Juice Robinson, and David Finlay. They won the World Tag League uh, tournament, and now they're challenging. And I think this should be a very good match. Yeah, ain't nobody realer than gorillas. Yep, ain't nobody realer than gorillas. But ain't nobody juicier than Juice Robinson, <laughs> <laughs> or more Finlay than Finlay. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Nabisco Lay, Frito Lay. <laughs> Hey, it's interesting that Juice Robinson could wind up being a double champion by the end of this two-show run. Interesting. Yeah. 
It's it because there's zero hype about that happening. Yeah. But it's possible. My goodness. I don't think it's going to happen, but it, it's, it does set it up that that could be a thing that happens. It's true. I like. I think Juice has been putting on a lot of great work this year. The Gorillas Destiny are certainly the tag team in New Japan. Yep. I mean, literally every other tag team has fallen away. And you made the point earlier, like the World Tag League, mm. it was a lot of mishmash teams. Like there was Ten Cozy, and I like them a lot, yep. but they're more nostalgia than they are like a serious competitive act. Evil and Sonata are two singles guys that just happen to work well when you put them together. Mm-hmm. So, Gorillas of Destiny are the standard for New Japan as far as tag matches go. They were excellent when we saw them live. I think Tonga uh, Tamatanga has got personality for days, and it helps. Tom, Tongaloa established his character in parallel as he mm. kind of branches out physically. Right. I like Finn Juice. I don't think David Finley's all the way there for me as a character. So yeah. I would I would be fine with Finn Juice winning the titles, but I feel like they're better chasing than they are just winning outright. Right. I feel like they they could lose here and just stay as a tag team for a while and just, you know, be uh, factors in the tag division. If we can just get another team in the tag division it's always welcome yep it's what's one of the few things that new japan really fails at looking at you the ascension <laughs> put them in the tag league <laughs> or the junior i don't know how heavy they are they seem heavy but they could <laughs> they could go into the junior thing i don't whatever could you imagine being a professional wrestler for like 10 to 15 years and the best a dedicated professional wrestling fan can say about your team is, you look heavy. They seem heavy enough to be in the <laughs> World Tag League. I don't know. Gotta feed more cheese to Connor. <laughs> I'm guessing this might be the match you're the most hyped for. Oh, yeah. Uh, for the IWGP United States Championship match, we got the champion Lance Archer versus John Moxley in a Texas death match. Everybody dies! Yeah. It's the perfect stipulation. <laughs> if you're not from Texas, you die. Yeah. Do you want to explain the rules of a Texas death match? Absolutely. So in a Texas death match, it is very much counted like a fall, like a singles match, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. After the fall, you have a 10 count to answer the referee's 10. Yes, so... you have the 10 count to get back on your feet. Correct. Yeah. I haven't seen one of these matches in a long, long time in any company. I don't, yeah, I don't think, early 90s might be the last time I saw something with a Texas Deathmatch happening in yeah. it. Probably 80s, really. Yep. Famous it, famous in my head, or infamous in my head, is a match between uh, Cactus Jack and Sandman, where yes. Sandman was so drunk that he kept getting pinned and kept standing up because he forgot what the stipulation was. Right. Oh, yeah, that's like, that must be mid to late 90s then. Um, so that would be... I feel like that's, like, early 90s, so okay. before uh, Mick Foley popped up in the WWF. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. He spent so much time in the WWF, I forgot. Yeah. Um, but but there, there have been other ones since. Yes. It's just more of, like, this match is going to be, in my in my comparison there, of just, like, hardcore in the style of ECW, but more contemporary, obviously. We're in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, John Moxley, the purveyor of violence. Yes. Very creative dude. Lance Archer, who is having a late career renaissance. They're probably going to flip... Like, flip on top of each other and through things and hit each other with a bunch of hard objects. I would prefer not to see barbed wire, but I feel like we're going to get a lot of just, like, destructible elements bounced off each other, and let's see it. Yes, yeah, that's, uh, I expect this to be a wild brawl, and it's two guys who are kind of, in a way, at a peak in their career, in their in-ring style, so... I have full faith that this is going to be one of the most memorable matches of the weekend. Then we got 
This is the here's the match that I'm most excited about. We got the junior heavyweight championship between the champion Will Ospreay and Hiromu Takahashi back uh, for his. I think he has a match on the road two shows before this, but uh, essentially his coming back party. Yeah. And I don't expect him to win, and I'm going to be worried about his neck the whole time, mm. but I'm going to be so happy to see uh, Takahashi back in the ring. In terms of characters who just jump off the screen and live in your head, mm. I don't know if Hiromu Takahashi is... I don't know if anyone's better than him. No. He had one of the most memorable returns to a company I've seen easily the most memorable besides Shibata coming back just to say, hi, I'm okay. Yes. And he did things like more or less threatened to blow the screen up with cats. Yes. Uh, he ran himself into the barricade and then proved that he was quote-unquote okay by slamming his own body onto the mat a bunch of times. He stood on his head and neck. Please stop doing that. <laughs> upside down and told Will Ospreay, you are the best junior heavyweight wrestler. <laughs> but I'm back. <laughs> Holy shit. Yes. This should be... Assuming Takahashi's, like, at even 70%, you know, speed, I'm amped. They're, yeah. all, they're always good together. Uh, I do worry that they're insane people who will do stupid things to their bodies, but as long as they're both healthy when the bell rings at the end, I'm happy for it. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. I'm happy that Hiromu Takahashi's back in the ring. It's gonna. I'm going to have tears. Aww. Yeah. I will have tears if Will Ospreay says anything on Twitter before or after. <laughs> Please stop saying things. Stay away from Twitter, you and Seth Rollins. <laughs> uh, actually, Will Rollins can be, now that he's a heel, uh, he can get back on Twitter. Could you imagine if that's how, like, Rollins hurt his finger? <laughs> just tweet, <laughs> just, his opinions were so jammed up in his finger that he just hit the enter button and it just blew up his fingers. Just distantly Becky Lynch just, meow! <laughs> then we got the two big matches on the card. Yep. The IWGP Intercontinental Championship match between Jay White and Tetsuya Naito, a uh, G1 B-Block Finals rematch. Yep. I think, I mean, I think they work well together. I, I liked that B-Block Finals match a lot. Mm. And, I mean, Jay White's always improving. I expect Naito to win. How pissed am I going to be if Naito loses? I am pretty pissed. I'm going to be furious. It's going to be like 5 a.m. on a Saturday, and I'm going to be in here screaming, mm -hmm. and my neighbors are just going to have to deal with it or call the cops and get me arrested. <laughs> that is <laughs> fandom. That is L-I-J fandom. It's, That's what that sound is. I was oh, I was pretty mad when he lost two Wrestle Kingdoms ago, and I am always going to be suspicious of what they do with him next. Yeah. And they just put up the Wrestle Kingdom 8 Naito Okada matches, their free match this week, which is some... If that's not foreshadowing something, yeah. I'm going to be very mad. It... This is what my heart wants, is Tetsuya Naito to win. I yeah. want their match to be similar in quality to the B-Block final mm -hmm. for obvious reasons, but my head, like, my... I can somehow pick up on just kind of, like, the beats and the, like, the breadcrumbs that somebody like Gato or any booker leaves is we're gonna get... We're gonna get Jay White and we're gonna get Okada. Yeah. Because that's kind of been, like, they're looking forward 
program to carry the company type of thing. Yeah. Which makes me upset because I love Ibushi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ibushi's not winning. So at 545, <laughs> it will be a similar scream from Medford. <laughs> yeah, Ibushi's not winning. Uh, yeah, the match we're talking about now is uh, the heavyweight championship match, Okada versus Ibushi. Uh, stipulation for these two matches is that the winners of each will face each other the next night, and the losers of each will also face each other in a non-title match. Yeah, Bushi's not winning this one. First off, he won the G1, yep. and no one has ever won the G1 and the title uh, are cashing in on that opportunity. I don't feel like the momentum's there. I feel no. like people who won the G1, like I'm thinking of Kenny Omega and I'm mm-hmm. thinking of Naito, had these just like huge either surges of popularity, or you could just, like there was something that was just non-tangible, intangible, mm. that made you think that there was a chance that they could win the title. Ibushi feels like an action figure that got sold with suitcase action. <laughs> He's exactly the same. Yeah. He's just carrying a briefcase. And it's not a knock. He's an excellent professional wrestler. Oh, yeah. There's just nothing to... He's... He's a moniker. He's the golden star. Right. Kazushka Okada is your three-dimensional, like, arena-selling-out champion who can be counted on for anything. Yep. I don't see... I love Ibushi. I don't think he's beating Okada. Yeah, no, I don't think... uh, It would be... Maybe... I was going to say that one of the biggest surprises of the year, but this is happening on January 4th. (laughs) It would be one... high bar. It would be an incredible surprise... He won, but I don't think that's gonna happen. I think we're—I really think we're getting Okada Naito, and I think we're getting Jay White Ibushi rematch of the G1 Finals, which I another match I loved. So, yep. on a board for it, I imagine whoever wins that match is gonna be the next contender for whatever the next pay- new beginnings um, following this event. So, mm-hmm. we will see. I mean, that is effectively the big four. And that should take us to uh, a nap. <laughs> a 24-hour nap. A long nap. Less, I think it's... I can't remember if it's less than or more than 24 hours. They have different start times for some reason. Hmm. One of them is starting at 1 a.m. our time. One of them is starting at 3 a.m. our time. It's weird. Maybe this is the one that's starting at 3 a.m. So January 5th, uh, they do part two of Wrestle Kingdom. It starts off with the second Jushin Thunder Liger retirement match of Liger and Noki Sano versus... Takahashi and Ryu Lee. Formerly Dragon Lee. Yes, I did not know that until today, and I got very excited about this match. Yep. Even if, I mean, Takahashi and, <laughs> and Lee have to go at like 30% speed to match Liger, it's still very exciting. It's really cool that those two get to be uh, Liger's final opponents. It, it is very cool. There, There's a very nihilistic, not nihilistic, there's a very uh, just chaotic part of me that wants uh, Ryu Lee to run full speed at Liger, Liger to sidestep, and then just see a cloud of red mist where Naoki Sano used to be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just got familiar with Sano um, when oh. the New Japan... <laughs> oh, the New Japan match randomizer gave me Liger versus uh, Sano, which was randomly over yeah. the weekend, and I watched it, and it was a very good match. Mm. So I'm excited to see what Sano's got left in the tank. It's interesting that he's on the opposing team the night before and now teaming with Liger in this one, but I don't expect it to be anything but, like, respect for Liger and a very sweet send-off. And probably Takashi and Lee going crazy and kind of carrying the match uh, in terms of pace. Oh, yeah. And probably friendship. Yes, of course. 
and it also makes me think that Takashi's not winning the the title the night before. Yeah, and I mean this time. Yeah. If you get him back and you keep him healthy, you can go to it at some point. Yeah. Then we got the Junior Heavyweight Championship match. Though if Takashi wins, I could see Lee turning on him at the end of this. Yeah. Just to set it up. Works for me. Yeah. Uh, so then we got the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship with El Fantasmo and Tai Ishimori. I did it versus Rapongi 3K, show and yo. This is always good. I certainly feel like I've seen this match a bunch of times you already sure have. in the past year. The junior tag title scene has very much the same problem the heavyweight title scene does. <laughs> yes. Not a lot of teams. Not a lot of teams. They're just kind of trading, trading the title around each other. This is fun. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be very good. I, it's just hard to get excited for seeing this one again. I'm pretty sure I just saw it in the junior tag uh, tournament. You and did. also, yeah. You absolutely did. And, and a couple times, yeah. Yep. As a fan at this point, I, I love Taiji Ishimori as mm. more of a singles, so I hope that he yeah, loses so that he can go back to the junior division. I run Han and Kolak's uh, Phantasmo. Same. Yeah. I, I don't really get him yet. I think that there's tons of potential there, but he's in a company where you got... Will Ospreay, who's like the zenith of your spot flippy things. Mm. You got El Desperado, who I think is like the best bruiser heel that they have as a junior. Right. I don't really know where Phantasmo fits in. And, he, like, yeah. He's like a flippy asshole. And, like, there's like a, a billion guys who are both assholes and flippy. So yeah. So it's hard to... He's just... He's <laughs> he's a British flippy asshole. Mm. Or Australian or something like that. Wherever he's yeah. from. Yeah. It's, it, that's like the big difference. He's just a gaijin flippy asshole. Yeah. So, like, it, in my head, as I was really getting into New Japan, mm. there was like a, a, a holy rectangle of dudes, which was Kushida, mm. Time Bomb, Osprey, and Skrull. And when they got away from that, because Kushida uh, signed with WWE and Skrull went to Ring of Honor and didn't go to AEW, mm. you had Osprey, who was still great, and time bomb got hurt so there haven't really been people who filled those spots as far as like the single scenes go and and osprey's got like one foot in each division now right so So i would love ishimori to just devote more time to being like a singles bruiser hyper speed suplexing submission machine because that's what he's really good at in my opinion yeah and shonyo i feel like this should be like their next and last like tag title run and then split them yeah i think i mean all these guys you could warm up to be like memorable singles wrestlers and Rapongi 3 Decay have kind of just been treading water this is like they're kind of in that Young Bucks position where the Bucks were like when they were in New Japan where they're just they're the guys who get the title shot at Wrestle Kingdom yep. and it's kind of it's kind of it's it's underwhelming to see them in that position like five years in a row or three years or how long it's been mm. but transitioning from flippy assholes we got a submission asshole uh, holding the RPW British Heavyweight Championship, Zack Sabre Jr., and he's facing Sonata. And this is a match we've seen a bunch of times that I'm still happy to see. At this point, just in terms of like spots, I want one of the I want like Zack Sabre to tie him to railroad tracks and then <laughs> like twirl his mustache because I've seen them do a lot of great things together, mm-hmm. and I just I just want to see them do new things is all. Yeah, it's gonna be a good match. I just want I'm interested to see where else we go. True. Yeah, they have fantastic chemistry with each other physically. It's just hard to see what else they can do with each other. You know, because they've done a lot of submissions and they've done matches where they've done very few submissions to try to outsmart each other 
because the other's expecting submissions or some shit like that. Right. And now we'll see what they do with probably the biggest stage that they've had together ever. I'm I'm still very excited for it. I'm always down for another Zack Sabre Sonata match. But you're right. It's It depends on how different it is from their previous encounters. Yep. And we got the United States Championship, another United States Championship match. For whatever reason, U.S. title getting to uh, getting defended twice. One reason everybody dies. Yes, there's not yeah. enough death on the first night. It's Juice Robinson versus the winner of the January Four title match. Lance Archer. Yeah, I kind of, I can see that the Archer Moxley match going either way, but I do kind of think it'll be Juice versus, or maybe it'll be Juice versus Mox, just because like we were supposed to get that mm. and then we didn't and I mean they're gonna fly Moxley out might as well get him two matches unless his contract has a hard January 4th out like <laughs> you know situation Yeah, I kind of expect them to or maybe that fucking match ends with double count out and we get a triple threat that's very WWE they're not gonna yeah, do that no um, I think it's Juice versus Moxley yeah I think that's the most likely thing. I, New Japan is very good and very dedicated to closing narrative loops. And yep. it, and because of the typhoon, we didn't get Moxley versus Robinson as we right. were originally set to. So yeah, I do think Moxley's the most likely to win night one and then go on to face and lose to Juice. Right. Which, yeah, does beg the question. Do we get double Juice? Do we get double champ Juice? We might get double champ Juice. And that would be very funny. Because he's one of those guys who like promotes himself uh, on camera on commentary, whatever. Tells his own story in a way. So we get that. I think, yeah, Juice wins it. And then maybe get a Juice Archer rematch down the line. You know, keep Archer in that zone. I like him in there. Oh, yeah. I think, like, Archer's, like, tailor-made for titles. Like, the U.S. title, the never-open-weight title. You can you can pop him into the tag division because he's formerly one half of Killer Elite Squad. So he, oh, I love him where he's at. He's doing his best work. It'll be a little bit sad to see him lose to Moxley, but I'm sure the match is going to be excellent. And it's what? probably not the last time he's going to be vying for a title either. So. Oh no! Yeah, another like you said, uh, another title that he would be a good match for. It's the Never Open Weight Title, which will be defended with Kenta versus Hiroki Goto. Uh, this could be a dope one. Yep. Two guys who love hitting their opponent real fucking hard. Yep. How much Shibata shenanigans do you expect in this one? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's Hiroki Goto at this point, his his best friend in New Japan canon, Hmm. versus Kenta, the guy who he brought in for the G1, who he had a lot of faith to just, like, play nice during, and not only did he not... He fucking joined Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. So, and the last time we saw Shibata, he was getting absolutely destroyed by Kenta and Bullet Club. Yeah. So, it's the last night of Wrestle Kingdom. All of the Shibata shenanigans. There will be a Shibata blimp <laughs> that, like, floats its way to the ring, descends, and just gives kicky justice to Kenta. Don't get too excited, Keaton. It's, it's a closed dome. So, if there's a blimp, you won't be able to see it. Uh, yeah, I think this will be the, if not after the match, then certainly there's going to be a ref bump and some shit's going to go down. But even before that or during it, I think these guys are going to hit each other hard and it's going to be very good. Yeah. Goto has been great this year and I think uh, Kenta's finally figured out his midpoint between prime Kenta and don't give a fuck WWE Kenta. Right. So I am excited for this match as well. Best possible outcome in my head is that this is the feud and match result that 
pet catapult Kenta higher up the card mm-hmm. without the title. Goki, go, Goki, excuse <laughs> me. Goto gets it and just has kind of like a prestige run with it, which he's already had. Yeah, he's had like a million of them. But I, I, what are you gonna do with them? Exactly. Like he's had he's had his runs with the Intercontinental title, and they're never gonna pull the. T- I don't think they're ever gonna pull the title on, pull the trigger on him holding the main title. Yeah, he's yeah. So this is what he's doing, and he's good at it. Right. This is like his transitioning slowly into New Japan dad mode. Yeah. And that's fine. He's on Hashi territory. He's had a great career, uh, and it's gonna go on for years longer, uh, but not at the top. Yep. He's a solid mid guy, mid card guy. Yep. And right in the middle of this thing, we got the uh, match between the losers of the. <laughs> I hate how they worded that, but it is the truth. Uh, the losers of the Intercontinental and Heavyweight Championship matches from the night before. Uh, you you were thinking it would be Ibushi and Naito. Yeah. I still think it's gonna be uh, Ibushi and Jay White. Just one thing for certain, uh, Jay White. Um, Ibushi is there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We're, we're, part of me likes the wording of it in, yeah. in just the sense like it gives you all the motivation that the competitors would have to be aggressive in the match. True. It's like, I lost my title. Fuck you, other guy. Yeah. So, yeah, hit him as hard as you can and prove that you should be a contender for whichever other title. Yeah. I think if Naito loses on January 4th, that's the end for him. As a main eventer? For like, as like a main event world title contender? Yeah. Yeah. There's just... It's, that's got to be the end of the road. So that's part of the reason I think he's going to win it. And I think Jay White and Bushi could put on a, a hell of a match because they always they did before. Yep. So, I mean, no matter... Uh, those four, you mix any of them in any combination, it's going to be a great match. Yeah. And even with, like, no real announced stakes, I think they can get you into it. If it's the result I'm expecting, then... Abushi goes over Naito to really hammer home the point that like we're not giving up on Abushi, but by Naito. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, Na- if Naito loses both matches, I hope he shows up in NXT and just <laughs> cashes some fucking checks and lives in Florida and is happy there. Can you imagine like Prestige run Nakamura and Naito? <laughs> they're just kind of like, yeah, what? We'll fucking speed up when we want to. Yeah, they're just they would just get thrown into a tag team together. And fucking enjoy catering. Yeah. Maybe one of them would wind up on Japanese commentary in like three years. Oh man, they just, well, they throw them together as like the wasabi boys. <laughs> I was trying to think of some analog to the Kabuki oh, Warriors. God. <laughs> I kind of like the tag team name, Wasabi Boys. It's spicy. Yes, they're hot. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hot boys. Uh... <laughs> little bit of the hot boy. Before the main event, we get Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Chris Jericho. Le champion. Uh, a match that I could give or take. <laughs> yeah. You got Murder Clown Jericho versus uh, Pretty Dead. Yeah. And, I mean, Tanahashi's, you know, he's on the downward decline of his career, and Jericho's doing solid work for his age, but neither of them are, like, killing it in in-ring stuff. Nope. Both of them are just very good storytellers outside of it right now. That, yeah, so I mean, it's interesting to me this match in the sense that like Jericho versus Okada was interesting where they didn't get the chance to really interact physically a ton and Tanahashi and Jericho literally haven't at all yet. Yeah. We got time before the card, so I'm sure there's going to be some kind of sneak attack by yeah, Jericho. Yeah, there's a couple Road 2 shows that they'll, you know. Yeah, but it's like in ring, yeah, I could take it or leave it. The lead up to it, I love Jericho just being a creative friggin' weirdo. Mm-hmm. So just, yes, please, more videos of him in warehouses killing... <laughs> yeah. Tanahashi fans 
Covered in spikes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Aid. This weird AEW Jericho thing that he's just made into his own. His, his scary clown thing. The, the fourth evil clown I have seen on my screen this year. Counting uh, Shia LaBeouf's dad and Honey Boy. Oh, God. Uh, it, Chapter 2, and Joker. Uh, out of the four, Jericho might be my favorite one. So he's got that going for him. I'm Take not that, Stephen King. I also think that, like Jericho and New Japan, his matches have all been kind of samey. Yeah. And it's you know it's run its course. But it'll be nice to see these big names. It's kind of a WWE and JPW dream match. Yep. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll be perfectly fine for what it is. Yeah. Like if it was Cena Tanahashi for like East West kind of. Oh uh, man. That would be like. That'd be mind-blowing. Even if they were, like, 60, I'd be hyped for it. But this is just like, all right, yeah. And these are... Jericho's still still under contract with you guys, huh? But then the main events, uh, heavy the, the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Double Championship match. Boom, boom. Uh, we're going to get the first ever double champion here, uh, unless Juice Robinson is a double champion the night... Well, I guess there have been other double champions, but, like... Juice be the first U.S. tag double champion. Yeah. Um, Take that, Kenny Omega. Beating these guys by, like, three hours. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> the field is just going to be Okada, yep. Jay White, Ibushi, or Naito. I think it's going to be Okada, Naito. You think it's Ibushi, Naito, right? Or, no, Jay White, uh, Okada. Okada. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the story that they're dedicated to telling. Mm. I think that, like, Gato being the heater for Jay White is... It, it earmarks people for just a lot mm. of on-screen stuff. Yeah. And, um... Narratively, I feel like Naito's got the most to lose, but the person least likely to be in this match is Ibushi, and that sucks. Yeah, she won. But they love Jay White. They see a lot in him. Mm -hmm. He's arguably the biggest heel that they have. Period. Right. And Okada, no one can really challenge him as the face. So I feel like it's it's Okada Jay White. Mm. They had an excellent match in Madison Square Garden. It was mostly just. Okada beating the shit out of Jay White, yep. and I would expect more of the same. No matter how many times Jay White's going to be wrestling these times, or yeah. where he's going to be wrestling, he usually turns it around with like uh, shenanigans of some kind. Yeah, and I think that's ugh, that's yeah. what I think they're going. And I only go ugh just because yeah. I really want it to be Okada Naito, and I want Naito to win. Mm -hmm. I do want it to be Okada Naito, and my heart says it's going to be. It's at least going to be Okada Naito. I don't know if Naito's going to win because they have pulled the rug out from under me so many times. Uh, and yet, unlike WWE, I'm still thrilled enough to keep coming back. Yeah. So, they got that going for them, but I do think that... I do think Naito's gonna be the first double champion, and I think that's gonna be probably the peak of his career before it starts to wind down. And I'm fine with that. I hope he gets that, and I hope that I stay up until 5 a.m. on a second consecutive night to see that happen. Mm -hmm. Uh it's the the only bummer of that plan is that I don't think Okada and Naito have the best chemistry. Yeah. So it's not the best match they could put on, which probably would be Naito Ibushi again. And honestly, I could talk myself into Naito Ibushi, but I do think it's going to be Naito Okada just because of the name value. It It's so strange in my head imagining Kazuchika Okada in anything but a title match in the biggest shows of the year. Mm -hmm. It For me, it just... It would take a huge narrative 
build up before you would see him comfortably there, I think, for, as like New Japan fans. Mm. And that's a lot of me just inventing that in my head. But he had his whole identity crisis when he lost the title to Omega. He became the Red Rainmaker mm. in the G1 and became like true to form Rainmaker last Wrestle Kingdom. Right. There was tons of time and build and lead to him, to seeing him without a title. So to snap that in a day, I, I don't see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think my heart still says Naito, man. I'm <laughs> I am on board with this until they fuck me over again. <laughs> but I've, you know, it's, hey, I'm, I think these are both going to be excellent events. Yep. Uh, I can't wait for them. Do not remember the card for TLC. And we just talked about <laughs> and we just talked about it about an hour ago. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but but these sticking with me. I am much more emotionally invested. I can't wait. You excited? Very excited for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll be watching them live just because of how friggin' early they're gonna be. Yeah. But I'm a lunatic. Well, <laughs> you're you sir are fanatical, and yeah. that has brought me to New Japan as your fandom for mm-hmm. it. So I'm grateful for that. Well, yeah. So, yeah, that's a TLC and uh, Wrestle Kingdom Parts 1 and 2. So we'll check in. Um, oh, do you know what I meant to ask you? Uh, I'm going to be on on New Year's Eve. Mm. Uh, did you ask Sarah? I did, and I'm pretty sure we're on board. Yes. Okay, awesome, awesome. So if we do that, uh, we'll have a special episode uh, afterwards to talk about that, and that should be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Beyond Wrestling every year does a uh, New Year's Eve show. And uh, Alyssa and I went to, I think that was the first, that might have been the first New Year's Eve we spent together. Uh, yeah. So we're going to go back. Uh, I'm definitely going. I bought my tickets. Hopefully you can join. Yep. It's a fun, fun time watching some people beat the shit out of each other as the last thing you see this year and the first thing you see this year. Yeah. Uh, last last time I went, I got to see uh, David Starr throw Joey Janela on a barbed wire menorah yeah because the audience was able to bring their own weapons and somebody was creative yeah (laughs) it's a delight and i can't wait because i also haven't been able to make uh any of this season of uh uncharted territory so Mm. uh that's what's coming up in the world of wrestling things are heating back up again yeah uh anything else you want to add yeah, I got to watch a little bit of uh, the Showtime special on Mauro Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. So, uh, if anyone hasn't had the chance to see that, it's free on YouTube, and it is fascinating. I did not know Mauro was such a huge professional wrestling fan before he got the chance to announce every form of live sport. Yes. So, if you want to get into the head of somebody who makes NXT must-see, mm-hmm. go ahead and check that out. Yes, I, I agree. And, as always, check out Stardom. Their uh, year-end show on December 24th is looking fucking fantastic. And I will always want more people to watch it with. And I'm also going to sign up for EVE Pro Wrestling again. So we'll probably start covering that again, uh, at least up through Wrestle Kingdom 3. Woo-woo! Yep, in January. So, this has been the Wrestle Town. Thanks for listening up. I'm Jared Palapple, Twitter.com, Swing Dingling. That makes me Dennis Bruno at DBruno42 on the Twitter, at DBruno42 again on the Instagram, at SenseiDDB on Twitter. And Keaton is Keaton Fuzzy on Instagram. Uh, he's a very nice guy. Uh, he tried to make sure that nobody attacked me while I was in the bathroom the other day. That's very sweet of him. Aww. He's a he's a good boy. Uh, have a good night. Bye bye. <laughs>